Welcome back. We are live at Cosmos, and I mean live, like really live. It's the first time we've done live radio in like 10 years. Uh, we're over in Dundalk, my homeland, the 21222, next to the 21224 Essex. I featured them earlier today, so we've done our turn for Essex today, 21221. Our friends at the, the Maryland Lottery are giving away 10 times the cash. My son, actually, is going to be in charge of giving everyone in the room 10 times. This is how many I have. So here you go, dude. Lottery tickets. My son's producing the show today uh, because we're in Dundalk. We're going to be Coco's on Wednesday. On Thursday, we're going to be at State Fair in Catonsville. Friday, we make it up to Pappas in Cockeysville. We will have more of these to give away. I had a $10 winner yesterday. I like when I get, like, 50s and $100 winners, and they come up and hug me and act like I gave them the money, not John Martin in the Maryland Lottery. Our friends at Window Nation, I got my wacky hat. Um, because she's beautiful, I'm not going to dirty up the, the program by having like the wacky hat on too much. But it does look a little bit like the Miller Lite giveaway hats, a floppy hat, make you think some Orioles baseball. Uh, 86690Nation, our friends at Window Nation, uh, I will wear that later on, as well as Jiffy Lube Malty Care. Um, we're doing this for the Maryland Food Bank. It is called A Cup of Super Bowl Crab Cake Row. Uh, people are bringing out canned goods. Um, if, if I turn the camera, we got we got... I got shells and cheddar, macaroni and cheese, gold, metal, unbleached flour, sun-made raisins, all from Wise Markets, no doubt our sponsor and all of this, and our friends at Royal Farms as well. Maryland Food Bank, it's simple. You bring cool stuff, we give you a cup of soup or bowl. Kind of clever of me. Christy Green is here. Um, she's been on the program before, I believe, right? Uh, yes. Zoomy. We Zoomed, yeah? Yes. Did, did Torben ever tell you the story about us? Were you with him that day at Quigley's on opening day? Yes. We ran into you. Yeah, yes. right. And I ran into <laughs> you, right? And um, I was there getting a beer at the bar. Uh, I think uh, Doc Martin was playing out in the street. It was opening day. And I told this story to Ayana yesterday from St. Francis because your hub was over yesterday under the weather. Don't touch me. If you're touching him, don't. Because I hear he's sick. So, but they came by for St. Francis, and I've done things for St. Francis Neighborhood Center. We did a big piece on that Monday. You'll hear it. You'll find it out um, right near Druid Hill Park. Over by the zoo, like I said. So I told the story about your hub yesterday because I've never really met Torben. You know this, right? Like, I don't really know him, know him in the real world. I know him on Facebook, right? Uh, yeah. So, like, I'm the D-level celebrity who people follow for sports and fun and whatever, charity. So I know who he is. He's a unique-looking fellow with the silver and the dark and the whole thing, right? So I'm in Quigley's, and I'm, like, getting a beer, and it's opening day, and I'm kind of minding my own business. My wife wasn't – I was just alone, hanging out. Actually, it was with a friend. And I'm in line, and a guy turns around, and it's him, and he says to me, hey, you're Nestor Aparicio. Do you know who I am? And I get this all the time from people. Like, in Dundalk, people come up and say – Hey, Nestor, we went to middle school together. You remember my name? <laughs> and I'm like, that's a, that's a finite, that's only one answer to your name, unless you're Charles or Chuck or Charlie, right? And I'm like, it's, it's like a math question. It has a real answer, your name. And he said, and I didn't know who he was. And he said, do you know who I am? And I'm like, you're Torben effing green. He's like, you know who I am? I'm like, you're on my Facebook every day, but I've never met you. So that's all. I met him. I think I was going to pee. Literally, I went to the line to go to the bathroom because there's one little bathroom. He quickly. The one little. Right. So that's yeah. all I know about him. And then he walked in yesterday, and I shouted him out, and he shouted me out, and then he disappeared. And the yeah. weird part, there was a different dude who looked like him that came in. I'm like, did I mess up? Was that not Torben? So how, how is how, Let's First things first. Before we get to your cause and coalitions and families and important, important work here. 
How's your hob? He's good. He has a cold, so I'm on one side of the house, and he's on the Let's other side of the house. Way. No COVID. But it's Tuesday over here. Yes. I can't be getting sick. No, I'm fine. But I got to get to Hollywood Casino on Sunday night and see my girl Tay-Tay. I'm spraying Lysol, like following him around, just spraying. Windex, like big <laughs> wedding. Yes. Christy Green is here. She's here for a great cause. You, I mean, I, I tried to get you over and try to get to her, and we did a good turn for St. Francis. We're trying to do community and charity stories, and you and I are friends, and you, you got like reading points. What do I you do. do. You keep looking down. I but, just have it with me. I put, have it all with me. And, okay. Be, be, be with me. I, you had the answer. Got to, it. You don't know. The Maryland Coalition of Families. I heard about this recently, and I know you've been with them. And uh -huh. like, give, give me the story, because you're doing great work. Sure, thanks. Well, we are a statewide nonprofit, but we're local. So we have teams actually in Dundalk, Essex, Perfect. Baltimore City, across the state. We do what you call is family peer support. And I know a lot of people know about peer-to-peer. -peer. Like, you've been through it, so you help someone else through it, like for recovery, for sure. addiction. Well, we have been through it as a family so we're gonna help your family get through a behavioral health challenge, which can be mental health, it could be substance use disorder, or problem gambling. So I was gonna say gambling mm -hmm. is, is, is in. JR's leaving. Everyone give JR applause because JR kept <laughs> us on the radio. We love JR. Go yeah, ahead. so we are the only statewide provider of this service, and there's a gap in mental health services right now. There's a shortage of workforce, there's a mental health children's crisis right now with mental health. So we serve families and it could be like you calling for your wife. It could be me calling for my nephew. It doesn't have to be your child. It could be any age, anyone that you care for, that you need help navigating that service, that help, that support resources that they need. So like we'll go to school with you and your child and we'll help at the school with an individualized education I love plan. I people like you this week because <laughs> there's such a whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Uh, I mean literally yes. like from everybody I've met whether it's been spiritually based, religious based, yes. whether it's just been money or state based or just like they're rescuing dogs. Whatever they're doing. Yes. It's sort of like we, we are the people that roll the sleeves up yep. and try to get a solution, try to get a positive outcome. Because yep. I mean, it, 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 it warms your heart, right? I mean, yeah. when you help people, it, 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 we all like to make money and do something. I feel the same way. When I can help somebody, that's why I'm doing this this week. It just, it, it's the reason we're all here. I mean, we're not here for baseball and football. We are. But like, <laughs> show me your tattoo. Go ahead. Come all on. Right. Come on. Show I'm me the tattoo. I'm a huge Ravens she fan. She wanted to show me the tattoo, <laughs> you know. When chicks come up to me in Dundalk and want to show me their tattoos, I'm, you know, I'm all there down, you know. That's a real raven. That's not that's like a raven. That's not like a cartoon bird. Yeah. That's like the raven I saw in San Francisco flying over my head last week. It has a one. green eye for the greens. You are the greens. <laughs> Christy Green's here. Uh, it is the Maryland Coalition of Families connecting through. Yeah, we'll put, let me put the, yeah. put the, so I'm doing this in lieu of Radio Row. So Radio Row, I would go to Super Bowl, and there, you would have some handler and some ex-football player with you, and you would hand me the notes. I have all right? kinds of stuff Right, they would hand me <laughs> so I, I could read off, so I get all the talking points right. I hate being handled, but I do like notes. <laughs> I love you because you don't come with some jerky handler handing me the notes and pointing to it and saying, make sure, make sure that you mention emotional support for someone who has firsthand experience for caring for someone. With a, they make me do this. So, But uh, this is, um, it all touches me because I came from a really 
weird family, right? You know, my, my parents lost their child Who when I was 12, right? But yes. And I was a replacement child. Then I had my finger cut off when I was three. Oh. And it was all just, you know, like I had a kid when I was 15. He's over there. He's doing well. He's 39 Hi. now. It's <laughs> relatively well-adjusted. smarter than me, him. He, the cup of Super Bowl is because of him. Aww. So I, I'm just saying there was times in my life, early in my life, certainly, uh, you know, I had a Venezuelan father trying to steal me, run me off the... I mean, I, crazy-ish. Like, it's a miracle I'm here. No, like, it's human trafficking real. I talk about it every minute of every day. <laughs> but, like, um, when I hear things like this and, and then get individual stories. Mm -hmm. So give me no names, no fake. Give me a private story in a public way that of, of, of a circumstance where somebody comes and you get an outcome. What? Show me a story. Somebody comes in bad and goes out good with what the work you're doing. Because I think that that's... That's the best way to show people what you can do, what you're capable of at the Maryland Coalition of Families. Sure, sure, sure. So we have um, over 60 um, family peer support specialists across the state. Um, a good news story is we've been able to hire some of those individuals that have been through our services. Like crisis counselors, right? In a sense. We're not okay. counselors, and we're not – I guess the it's – like, we've been through it. So you've been through what you've been through in your life, in your family, right? You sure. just talked about that. What if you could take that and match with someone who's had similar experiences but needs help now? That's right. what we do. Okay. So if I, for example, I can tell you Torben and my story. Sure. Um, we, and it didn't end well, but I can see why this service is needed so badly. So okay. um, we had our young adult nephew living with us in recovery. Okay. He um, didn't want to use anymore. He wouldn't turn his life around. And Torben and I were trying to navigate, like, how to get him counseling. Teenager? Uh, young adult. Young adult. 20, Early 20s. Yeah. Okay. Young okay. 20s. Right. Yeah. Um, so he's living with us. We're helping. We're trying to get him counseling. We're trying to get him a job. We're trying to get him a car or transportation. We're trying to work through all this while we're still, like, watching his every move because he's in recovery. And we're starting to see signs and symptoms that he might not be okay. So in that moment, we feel very alone. Like, we're the only ones going through this and at this moment. And he's not listening to us. Right. You're not responding Correct. to us, right? So at that point, that's when I could have used Maryland Coalition of Families. Somebody who else has been through that, who could have taken us through, like, okay, here's where you get counseling. Here's where you do this. We here's brought our nephew in, and, we, yes. and he's got a job, and this, yes. is, this is the pathway we use, yes. the and techniques. It, and anytime right? I need that person, I can call them, text them, message them, like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm going through. I'm struggling getting him an appointment. What do I do? I don't understand this terminology, because that world has a lot of acronyms and a lot of language that I had to learn when I stepped in as executive director. I've done a lot with human services. You know that with St. Francis Neighborhood Center. But to walk in and do, deal directly with recovery or substance use disorder or mental health, it's a it's another world. It's another very intricate, intricate place to be. So I could have called and they would have signed me to someone who would have walked me through it and I would, wouldn't be alone because they'd been through it themselves. They could relate. Well, in our case, unfortunately, he ended up using one more time overdosing and dying. Oh. And if I wish I had known about Maryland Coalition of Families at that time. But now what I'm seeing is people who have had that support, like one in, for, for example, Corey, I'll just talk about her. Sure. She, she's an employee of ours now, went through our services 
had a whole bunch of court cases. Her child was acting out. She had a lot of issues in between, um, like ex-husband and her and family issues. She didn't know what to do with her child. She was feeling very lost. And so we connected her with a family peer support specialist that matched her and then walked her through it. And she loved it so much that not only is her son doing better and better in school and doing well, she now is an employee of ours. And helping other people. And helping other people with her story and now helping other families navigate. So it could be a child, but it doesn't have to be. We all care for our parents some at some point. Or grandparents might be caring for a grandchild. Um, so it's you care for someone. It could be your neighbor. You see them, something's happening. You want to get involved. You call Maryland Coalition of Families or email us, and then we'll connect you. We have a referral space specialist waiting to talk with you, um, sets an appointment and goes through all of this. But we know like, for example, well, I would say like last year we served almost 5,000 families. Yeah, I was reading. The the, so last year, more than 60 family peer support specialists living and working in all 24 Maryland jurisdictions, meaning the counties, supporting 4,603 parents, caregivers, grandparents, aunts, uncles, spouses, adult children, adult siblings. Uh, you can learn more about it at mdcoalition.org, mdcoalition.org. Um, and uh, Christy Green's here uh, talking about, um, you know, m making an investment in, in people, really. Yes. I mean, this is what, so how, how long has this been going on? How did you get involved? Because I, I still think of you as St. Francis. Yeah, yeah, I expected yeah. you to show up with the St. Francis people. <laughs> well, the uh, Maryland Coalition of Family has been around since 1999. Oh, um, okay. So we're getting ready to celebrate 25 years. All right. It's a pretty exciting. I'm doing 25 this year myself. So <laughs> I got inspired by the lottery's 50th last year, and I'm like, I'm not going to print up fancy tickets and stuff. But I did do a fancy logo that's here right now. Maybe she's a little cupcake. And, but, yeah, it's, uh, that's momentous. 25 years of doing anything yeah. is huge. Yes, and we were the first in our state to do anything like this. And we are very successful at it. We're filling a gap of workforce shortage. We're filling a gap where you can't get an appointment. You're in that gap where you don't know. You can't get help. You can't get help. You have to wait for help. We have more kids and families showing up in the emergency room in a hospital because they can't get the help or support they need. And that they're not equipped for that, right. for like a behavioral health crisis, which Quite honestly, it could be scary. A child may want to harm themselves or others, and then you might think, well, I'm gonna call 911. Well, we also know that might not work out right. well either, because unless you're trained for behavioral health challenges, which some police are, and some police have the basics, but now we're talking, let's get people to call 988, which is the new suicide hotline, but it doesn't have to be for suicide. It can be any crisis. Well, let's talk about this because yes. you, you, you said you're here to talk about mental health. Yes. Boy, that's a that's a big, you know, I hear mental health, mental health, and I think, am I okay? Some days I am, some days I'm not. We've all had our moments at various points, right? Like staying with it and, you know, doing crazy marathon radio and going home and saying, what am I doing, you know? Yes. But, Mental health, and I, I think we've all had our moments at the bottom where we're like, all right, you know, like, do I want to continue to do this in this way? How do you on, uh, talk about this, I guess, uh, from, from the Maryland Coalition of Families, say, what is a mental health challenge? At what point do you pick up the phone and call? I mean, right. I don't know where that, that slippery slope is of today's the day I call 988. I don't want to do that, right? right. Yes. But, but you, people... If you're at the edge, you need help. Yeah. I want people to have a place to get it, but I don't I don't know where 
that is for every person. It's different. It is different. And when we look at a child, it's very complex, very unique. Human beings are unique. So like, I love these statistics. If we look at them for just a minute, all mental health, dis- uh, uh, 75% of all mental health disorders develop before the age of 24. But then we look down here when you're a child, you know, it's more difficult to figure out what's going on because it's complex. Like when I worked for St. Francis Neighborhood Center, um, I was there for 10 years. I, Maryland Coalition of Families found me and I found them and it, and here I am almost two years later. And now I get to focus well, on this. Well, if you said someone in the neighborhood, and I, I spent yes. a whole segment with you yes. that's really having these problems, yes. how do you, where do you refer them out? Because in the olders, call the cops. They've got a gambling problem. Call the cops. They have a drug problem, right? Right. Like that, that's what we right. grew up on. Right. right. And that's not necessarily what we want to do now. Right. So we're going to call 988 if there's a crisis. Now, obviously... Children are complex. People are complex. It's hard to diagnose. So we're trying to get legislation passed that says you don't have to diagnose a child for at least six visits because we also don't want the case where we see children diagnosed with something that is not 100% correct or could change because they're still developing. So my story from St. Francis is I had a kid who was seven years old when I started who used to throw a temper tantrum every day at the after school program, every day. He would throw himself down the stairs. Like we would catch him. We would try to keep him safe. He was trying to hurt himself. He was trying to hurt himself. It was very, it was violent and it was awful. Well, we got him. And this is someone's child and God, you want to call their parents and say this child harm themselves. Yes. Okay, I mean, I, that's, it's that's tough. tough. So that's we're trying to That's different than keep... just a, a, a temper tantrum. That's, yes. a, that's beyond that, right? Yeah, throwing books, throwing chairs, hurting other people. You can't let that happen to other kids. Like, you can't let him hurt someone else. So what do you do? So we got him into counseling. Um, one of the first things they discovered, which we all can figure this out at some point. How do you tell a seven-year-old they're having counseling? Um, what do you say? You're going to meet with someone who wants to help you? Yes. Okay, I got yes. you. Okay. They want to talk with you and you just say how you feel, you know? Well, I was, you know, relatively screwed up kid because of my family situation. Yeah. And I, I knew the guidance. That's how I knew Don Moeller. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, guidance counselors, Miss Evelyn Stopek, who passed away a few years ago, and I found her obituary because I went looking for her about a year and a half ago. She's just... Just take me out at Hollibird and play tennis with me. Aww. Yeah, but she was my guidance counselor, yes. and I had to go down and sit with her and just tell her how I was doing. So yes. they were worried about me, yes. right? I mean, this is 1979 at Hollibird Middle School, and I was yeah. a smart kid. I was it did okay in grades, and but I had I have to I have to have somebody like you on to go all Dr. <laughs> Melfi on me to realize how effed up my life was as a kid, right? Like literally. And, but I had a guidance counselor, and I'm, I'm thinking about how I took to that when I was 12. Yes. And I, it felt safe. Now I think about it 40 years. It felt very safe. Obviously, I have a warm feeling for her. All these years later, I didn't yeah. stay in touch with her. But I, I bared my soul to her, and that's a tough thing to do for a, for a professional to, to take a seven-year-old child that's trying to harm themselves and try to change that. It is very difficult, and you have to think, like, we want to remove that stigma so that you as a child feel comfortable with your guidance counselor, that it's okay to share how you feel. And we're struggling with that stigma still. I mean, it's still big. And so we want kids to feel comfortable. And so that's one thing we have with Maryland Coalition of Families. How's your seven-year-old doing? I know you got a happy, <laughs> yes, yes, I yes, got to get the story. You, yes, yes, youth voice, family voice. So I'm gonna, so he ended up in counseling. Um, one of the first things they discovered is he was starving to death. So he didn't feel good. <laughs> Okay, right? These are stories we got in so, the city, right? So, right? So, with, that's number one. We could address that. So, we made sure he had food. His parents made sure he had food. 
every day immediately after school. He wasn't eating at school. That's what we're doing here today. I mean, we're doing this on behalf of the Maryland. This is literally, this food I'm looking at, this big stack of food over here, Costas. This is where this is going. This really is. Well, then he was diagnosed with other things. He had dyslexia, so he was getting very confused in school. He had a he had a disability. He couldn't read. He was getting frustrated. So when he would get called out to read or do math or do something it's in shaming, front of him, sure. yes, he felt like he couldn't do it. So he would get mad and throw things and run out of the room. Well, we had to get him properly diagnosed. He also had ADD and ADHD. Like he had, well, more ADHD. He had, you know, attention deficit hyper disorder. And then some things are co-occurring. Like we're talking about co-occurring things. There could be other problems, right? So he might have depression, but we don't know all that yet. He might have um, OCD, but we don't know that yet. So, but what we can do is look at what we can right away. But we don't want to misdiagnose. We want, don't want to early diagnose. We want to be preventative. We want to say, okay, how are you feeling? So as an adult, if I'm not feeling well, there are things I can do for my own well-being and self-care, right? But if I ever get to that point where I don't think it's going to work, going to work, there's a reason why I, I'm in therapy weekly. Right. And I will talk to, I will tell everybody it is huge for me. Even if I don't feel I need it, that's when I get the worst, the most work done on myself is when I can go to. Well, a you're not therapist. working from a deficit, you're yes. working from a positive, right? I can yeah. be like, okay, how do I handle this moving forward? Or how, you know, so I think it's important for everybody's wellness, you know, but if you hit that point where you think I need to call 988, that's crisis then you have somebody on that line who's going to help you and potentially send a mobile crisis team to your home, which is new. We're getting, we're now doing this statewide and it's in the city. Well, and you've been doing this a long time. I mean, I'm sure you saw lots of trauma at St. Francis, you know, lots, over, lots and lots that, that are we getting better at this after the plague? I, I'm going to ask Wes more <laughs> that question. You know, when yes. I have it. No, but I mean, I mean, just in a general sense, are yeah. we getting better from where the resources are being used to try to help people. We're at least acknowledging yeah. that there's problems and they need yeah. to be solved. I mean, That this I seven-year-old know. boy becomes the yes. criminal, becomes the problem, yeah. all of that. Yes. And, and we know this. We know this. Intellectually, yes. this isn't, you know, this yes. isn't hard to figure out. Yes. How do we help that person and, and how can we invest in that and who can, and what organizations can we trust to do a good job? Yeah. Well, I know we're good, Yeah, there so you go. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I want to plug a Maryland Coalition of Families. What we're doing here all week uh, is bringing great people on, like Christy Green, doing great things in the community. Uh, her hub would have been here, would have been here yesterday. St. Francis uh, Neighborhood Center is where she came from. That's our, You, you want to get two minutes on the St. Francis Neighborhood? Sure, sure, you, sure. You still love them? I do love them. I'm a huge supporter, and I will continue to be. My husband is the executive director there now, so I left after 10 years. He went through a very grueling process to get that role but he had worked with me for 10 years as the um, director of operations and program so it made sense it was a perfect transition Um, but yeah I started when I started there 10 years ago the front door was falling off it was a house in the middle of West Baltimore where kids and families would go to I love the fact that they loved hanging out there that that was their center and I worked for the neighborhood and so when I came in as executive director I mean, the board said, we don't think the organization's going to last another six months. The founder had passed away. I've had a lot of people reach to me. Joe Enoch's brother, John, had always reached to me to try to help you and support you. I've had people, you know, just friends in the community that know about you and wanted to help you. Yeah, the organization is is just neighborhood voice. It they they say what they want, what they need. It's 
and then we get behind it and do it. So after school programs and summer programs for kids are what's what they do the most, um, but they do so many more neighborhood things. But what's exciting is that after 10 years, we it's now a multi-million dollar organization. That's a beautiful thing. Um, it's expanded once, it's on its second expansion. Um, it's a lot of work and it's, it's going to always need support and help, um, but it's thriving. And that's exciting. And so I felt like I could leave on that note, knowing it's in good hands. The board of directors. How amazing. long have you been a Maryland Coalition? Almost two two years. Okay, Almost so it's two been a while. I, Almost I, two I, years. I associate you with St. April. Francis. You've yeah. been there a long time. You know? Yeah. Well, when they found me and I found them, I'm like, I'm not leaving St. Francis Neighborhood Center. Like, I, I'm going to be here forever until I started to see the work here. And I'm like, okay, I'm being called to something bigger statewide. It's an opportunity for me. And it's an opportunity to do something great with a statewide organization that has local work. So everybody that's in Dundalk, that works in Dundalk, that's part of Maryland Coalition of Families, lives in Dundalk. They know the resources here. They know the networking. They know the people. Same with Baltimore City. Same with Western Maryland. We have people in Allegheny and Garrett counties. So we're on the shore. We're everywhere. Good. So, but 25 years. Yes. And I love that we're local, but we're statewide. So we're, we have nine teams across the state, 10 if you count our central office that supports the whole state. And I'm part of that. <laughs> we are doing Crab Cake Row, a couple Super Bowl, trying to tell some good stories. Christy Green is here from the American Co Coalition of Families, in addition to St. Francis Neighborhood Center, because you'll always be a part of that, I guess. And we're over in Dundalk. We're at Costas. We'll be at Coco's all day Wednesday. Thursday, we're going to be uh, over at State Fair in Catonsville. Friday, up at Pappas. I'm doing live radio because I'm out of my mind. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, ju I just needed to take on craziness and zaniness. We're actually doing it for uh, the Maryland Food Bank. Uh, lots of folks have donated food here that goes to places like St. Francis. Francis Neighborhood Center and pantries and St. John's yep. pantries and people are stopping by and I got good folks over here want to talk uh, some more good stuff. So I haven't eaten anything today. So I'm going to take a break. Before I do that, where, how are we going to celebrate this Oriole uh, news and like freedom? I told my son earlier today, I went over to Drug City. Sat, we came here and had dinner Saturday night and we stopped over at Drug City and I'm not a champagne drinker and I had a conversation with uh, Wendy Bronfine last week about what the champagne of cannabis might be because uh -huh. I'm trying to figure out how am I going to celebrate when it really goes down? Like when, you know what I mean? When Angelus is no longer the owner, how do I celebrate that? I went over to Drug City and I bought the most expensive bottle of wine I've bought in years, right? I bought a $60 bottle of The Prisoner. So I'm going to release the prisoner. <laughs> when we, when we, so you going to opening day? I mean, you yeah, guys, are, oh, yes. you, you're as big a sports family. I mean, you and Torben are games yes. all the time. Both We're orange, going to purple, 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 orange, the whole yes. deal. So my celebration is this arm. It's going to be an Oriole. So I have a raven tattoo. And this on happens this the day that, that Angelo sells the team? Oh, man. I'm I getting you have something I'm, up your sleeve. I'm <laughs> getting, yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm getting an Oriole. I should drop yes. the mic on that and go home. <laughs> we have more guests coming by. Um, I, I'm, I'm stacking them up. Uh, I, I have, um, let, let's see who I have here. Because I, I identify people that I've never met. This has got to be Felicia Fleming and Julia Letterer from Zacking Against See, See, I know. I looked you guys up on the internet. I know about Zacking Against Cancer in Maryland from like 10, 12 years. But I, I got to get an update and I, I want... I, I, I'm going to get a full update. Misty Bruce is going to be here from MC Vet. St. John's Food Pantry's here. My favorite piece of the day, no offense to you or Torben or anyone else, is going to be with Trish Woodward from Camp Opportunity. They're a Dundalk group that takes young kids uh, and uh, that have been through trauma and takes them to summer camp. She wrote me back. She was in a play with me in 1982 at Colgate Elementary School. Oh, my school. goodness. So... 
42 years ago. God, I'm old. I'm expecting this 12-year-old girl to walk in, and she's 46 uh, something. I don't know. I'm going to find out. And she's, she's not in the room, right? Because like, I, I don't want to give the secret away. You're not. No, you're Misty. I know who you are. All right. I, so uh, I, I've been on the interweb with you. So I, I know what you look like. But so this girl wrote me this week, and she's like, we were in, we were in Oliver together at Colgate Elementary. I was 14. She, she was like 10. So she's, she might be 50. Wow, that's crazy. So this was middle school. I have the VHS of that. And because I have Greg Landry at Towson Transfers, plug for you, Greg, who did the show yesterday, uh, and he was with Baltimore Outreach yesterday. All my people do good. I have great friends. I have great sponsors. But so Greg turned my VHS into an MP4 like five, six years ago because he has a Betamax and a VHS and all that. I have it on MP4. She didn't know. Oh, wow. So, she said, so I sent her a clip of me singing Consider Yourself and I Do Anything, okay? Yeah. I sent it to her. She's like, I'm in the video. I'm in the chorus in the front. She doesn't know I have the whole thing. Oh, my goodness. So I'm going to give her the whole show Oh, you today. should. Well, we should partner because we can help those kids. Let's do That's that. That's what we do. Well, and stick around. She'll be here later. Well, and I will add our Baltimore City office. Guess where their office is? Go ahead. St. Francis Neighborhood Center, because we work together, we partner, and now we help those kids there See with this? Maryland Coalition Families. It's about partnerships. All right. It's about, it's about good people like you working hard and really caring about this stuff, well, so we appreciate you, that. Well, thank you, because this is our opportunity to get some visibility for the work that we do so we can help as many people as we can. Well, let's go help some people. Yeah. All right, go get some soup. Thanks. Uh, Christy Green's <laughs> here, Maryland Coalition of Families. The Maryland Lottery's putting this whole thing on. I feel like Oprah when I give these away. Free ticket for you. Yay! Yeah, there you go. And Get a away. book, too. Free for you. Free for you. Uh, <laughs> our friends at Window Nation, 866 Nation. I don't want to give them short shrift. i got to get a better hat than this with a little fun. No, I don't. I love this hat. Uh, 866 Nation. You buy... Uh, you, you get 0% financing right now if you're buying, but I'm going to get doors. I'm getting doors at Window Nation because that's the kind of guy I am. Our friends at Jiffy Lube Multicare as well, uh, taking good care of my car, your car, everybody's car. I took mine to the – I usually take it to the Merritt Boulevard here in Dundalk, but I was up in York Road uh, uh, outside Curio and I, right across the street, so I went over there. Did a great job. Got the oil, the lube, Jiffy Lube. There's the guy that's been avoiding me all my life. He doesn't want to come on my show. He goes on the Vice show. Mr. Costas is here. I'm doing a great job. You do it. be an excellent job if you're on the show. Tell me your life story. So uh, we're at Costas. I give him a hard time around here. They were on Vice two weeks ago. You should Google it. If, um, if you love Costas, if you love Dundalk, Vice and Steve Show did an unbelievable um, piece, 11-minute piece on the history of Costas on how he came here with $5 in his pocket from Greece wow. and made this place. That's awesome. Isn't that a story I That's want to tell? That's amazing. Why yes. he tells it on Vice and I don't get the whole story. All right, I'm Nestor. We're going to come back from Costas. Going to be here all day today. Co uh, Coco's tomorrow. State Fair Thursday. And then on Friday, we'll be at Pappas. Um, I'm doing live radio. I'm just... It, it, I used to do... I did this every day of my life for 24 years. No, <laughs> no wonder I stopped aging 10 years ago when I stopped doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I've aged all 10 years this week, and it's all Tuesday. Uh, we're back for more right after this. Stay with us.